Alright, Alberta Street Pub, are you guys ready for some comedy? I was pretty good, but I think you guys can do better. I said, who's ready for some fucking comedy? There we go. Please welcome back to the stage your host for the evening, Joanne Schindler-Lay! Thank you once again, Randall Lawrence. Ladies and gentlemen, let him hear it. Oh my God, I, it, I'm i gonna be very honest with you because if you've seen the show before, you literally know this is just my diary unfolding for you on stage. And every week it's some another neuroses that just comes flaring up out my butthole mouth. <laughs> and here we are. I literally had a panic attack out there and uh, a comedian who is on the show goes, just bend over, put some ice on your forehead. So I did that for like a full minute Right outside, uh, number 10, 20, and 20th beers, go get them. Anyways, um, <laughs> so stupid. It's allergy season, it's happening, the allergies. Anyone sniffling? Where Missouri Tig head's at? <laughs> yeah, a couple of lackluster woos. Are y'all Claritin motherfuckers? Y'all fuck with Claritin? Or Fred Meyer Brandt. Fred Meyer Brandt? Local reference. <laughs> Oh my God! If you if you use Allegra, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Allegra was tried and trued for me. Tried and trued? I have words. <laughs> Allegra was tried and true forever, and then I fell in love, and that man left me for a girl named Allegra, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to call my doctor straight away. <laughs> Switch it up! Yeah! Page two. Okay. Um, I don't. Allergy season, though. Allergies have gotten really bad if you live in the north. There's. there's, there's, there's po- it's everywhere. It's everywhere. You can't roll your windows down. My allergies decided this year to manifest themselves into a rash over my beautiful, beautiful face, neck, and alluring chest. Rash. You can look, this is consent language. <laughs> I'm asking for it. Um, so this rash got so bad that I actually went to the doctor and I was like, sir, what, I, need you, I need you to assess the situation. He takes one look. One look, with, there was no beakers, there was no lab rats, there was nothing, just this man's naked eye. He looks at me and he goes, oh yeah, that's mold. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doc, I didn't quite hear you. It sounded like you said, yeah, that's mold. Yeah, that's mold! <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, it's not registering. I'm not getting it. I thought you said, yeah, that's mold. <laughs> he goes, yeah, Joanne, the pollen from the trees is attaching itself to your skin, creating mold. And I was like, Doc! I know I'm a garbage human, but now you're telling me that I'm rotting trash? What is going on? I'm never gonna get a ring on this digi, you know? I got mold on my body! (coughs) 
My sisters, they're married off, but I guess it's just me and the mold! <laughs> Still having this panic attack, just yelling through it. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm 31 though, I know. <laughs> I'm 31 and I can't, People say, like, when you're in your 30s, you're in, like, in your sexual prime. You're in your sexual prime. And I firmly believe that because I wake up every morning in the same position. Fetal. <laughs> I'm just, like, rocking back and forth. Weeping a little bit. Doing some online shopping. And by that, I mean dating. Just trying to swipe for the best deals. <laughs> Really want something new and exciting, but we'll totally settle for used and broken. <laughs> I'm above it. <laughs> Ooh, a female comic talking about dating. How cliche. Is it though if my eggs are rapidly dying? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I just want one more pregnancy scare before this new regime outlaws consensual sex. That's it. That's it. Pregnancy scare, go get yourself one, they're fun. <laughs> they make you learn a person's name and check your bank account. It's fine. Live a little. <laughs> I'm gonna go there with you. Um, I, don't f I don't fuck with tampons. I don't. The last time I wore a tampon, it was a rainy day in November, years ago. I woke up next to a gentleman caller. So sweet. Because he woke me up with some early morning finger blasting, you know? It was adorable. Until he hooked a tampon I'd forgotten about. And I'm not talking like some new age, like two pushes, it's a girl. <laughs> I'm not talking about that kind of tampon. I hadn't had my period in two weeks. This was a next cycle tampon, right? Get on this level for a second. I was like a human clogged septum tank. And the homeboy was just my like Prince Charming rotor rooter. Yeah. It was awful, it was disgusting. I wish this was a joke. He, he was like, babe, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know, what is that? <laughs> I don't fucking know. If I knew, it wouldn't have been in there. <laughs> but he like takes his hand, like slips my own hand, and he's like, what is that? I'm like, stop. <laughs> and he tapped out. He was done. <laughs> Took the covers, just burrito himself into the corner of the bed. Mortified, right? WWBD, what would Beyonce do? Beyonce would uh, deep breath, put on a silk nighty, walk to the bathroom, and immediately start crying. <laughs> Here's the thing, gang. Your thumb and your pointer finger aren't the same size. You can't get a good grip in there. So here I'm trying to get, I'm frustrated, <laughs> crying, silk nighty on the ground. I was like, I need reinforcements. <laughs> Thank God my dad bought me a toolbox in college. I need a needle those pliers. <laughs> 15 minutes later, that dead fish comes out. 
Oh. Uh. You guys, the smell. <laughs> First wave, burnt hamburger helper. Second wave, kind of like a, a cadaver with like a root canal, but it's like wrapped in salami, you know? Awful. Diluted some bleach, dumped it right in, swirled it around. Got clean. Slunk back into bed. Homeboy's still in his burrito. He rolls out and he just goes, did I just hear you open a toolbox? <laughs> yes, you fucking did! Feminism, right? Out here working in these streets. You hated that. Okay, well. Wine and Red Bull. I don't know what you guys are doing wrong with your life. Absolutely not, sister friend. I thought it was Aperol. You thought it was apple juice? Aperol. Aperol? You're running my vibe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> literally running my bed um <laughs> you guys we have such an amazing show but i do want to leave you with my i have one impression one and only impression do you want to hear it of course you do <laughs> of course you do it is uh it is seasonal this is a seasonal impression thank you <laughs> uh seasonal impression so excited i don't even know why i put this in the mic but it's fine you guys know when you're uh, buying dinner at Walgreens? <laughs> and you're walking down the aisle and you turn and it's the candy aisle. And you're so jazzed for it. You're like, well, buy $10, this is it now. And you see a family-sized fun pack of Snickers. And you're like, protein, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you reach in but all of a sudden you're stopped by a seasonal motion sensor ghost. <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on, thank you. Oh, I've been doing that. Was like my little girl. Like that was the first time I was like, "This is an impression, right, Mom?" She's like, "Please stop doing that." <laughs> you guys, you ready for this amazing show that we have? Fuck yeah. yes! Ah, oh, I love you. I love you all. I uh, we have such a rock block of comics. So excited. We have a couple drop-in sets too. Uh, starting with this next comic coming in the stage. So very funny. Um, please turn your phones up. I've uh, been around town. Um, you has a album called Intimate Apparel, which was number one on iTunes, but they're here for you right now. Give a warm welcome to the very, very hilarious Riley Silverman! Keep it going for Joanne, guys. Why not? She's right there. It's awkward if you don't. Y'all, I'm just trans. Be cool with it. Um, here's the thing. I am a, I'm, so I am a trans lesbian, which is a flavor that we come in, and... I know this is poor, I don't have to explain that, but it's the, how the bit's written. But the way that it goes, people don't always understand that gender identity and sexuality can overlap, and also a lot of people aren't turned on by Venn diagrams. <laughs> it's a little rough. 
But uh, I actually, I think it'd be easier at this point if instead of bringing my baggage on a first date, I was just Frankenstein's monster. I think that'd be easier. Just like, listen, before we order drinks, I should let you know that technically, yes, I am seven corpses sewn together. I mean, it's totally cool. I'm totally alive. My dad told me. He's a doctor, so. Well, he didn't so much tell me as he screamed at the heavens when I was born, but got the gist of it. The thing is, like, I have so I have actually been kind of killing it on the dating front in the last year. I did the math, because I'm apparently that person now. I have dated or flirted or hooked up with more women in the last, like, let's say one year than I had in the entire, like, 16-year adulthood period that I had before that. Which is great, which is not a high number amount, but it still is for something. Like, let's just give me something. Uh, and I think it turns out that living a lie, not great for your sex life, as it turns out. Turns out, turns out that nothing ruins the mood by like a deep-seated sense that something's wrong with you. <laughs> like, I was really good at eating pussy because I was always a lesbian, but I'm gonna tell you that that doesn't matter if you appear to be a straight white guy who was clearly hiding a secret. <laughs> Because, like, best case scenario, if you're hooking up with somebody, like, their best fear of you is that maybe you have a meth lab in the basement. That's the, like, that's the safest scenario for them at that point. Like, secretly a woman is not on anybody's radar at that stage of the game, at least not in Ohio where I was doing it all at. So, I, uh, I, it's weird because, like, I, I kind of, I'm trying to give up on online dating because I'm tired. I'm at a point now where, like, like, it's hard in real life to know if somebody's queer. It's even harder online to know if somebody's queer, even if it's on their fucking profile. Because a lot of women use online dating to come out, and they wait until after you're dating to tell you that. That's a, that's a fun thing I learned in the last year. Uh, I have I, now decided that I'm no longer dating anybody whose profile sexuality is listed as heteroflexible. No, no, sorry, we're not doing that, no. You can be that, I'm not judging you, but not with me. I, you can't date me if you haven't had at least one awkward conversation with your dad. And that's not me gatekeeping, I'm warning you because if you start dating me, you're gonna have to have a second awkward conversation with your dad. And you want that first one out of the way. I had a girl I dated last year, a woman, I'm, I'm a feminist, uh, she, she, she told me on our first date that I was the first woman she had dated, and she was like, I just thought you'd be like a really good bridge into dating women because you used to be a man and now you're a woman, so I thought that'd be a good, that's a thing that a human being said to me, another human being in front of her with dignity and feelings. And I was like, oh, I have news for you, that's not how that works. I am not entry level queer dating. If anything, I am expert level queer dating. I am like eighth level Mario Brothers of queer dating. Like you might think you can warp zone to the end, you're gonna die the first time you meet Koopa. You gotta learn some shits. You gotta learn how the fireballs work, learn how to jump the pits, and then we can get some stuff happening. Because right now, sex with me is like an escape room. I mean, you can leave, it's a metaphor. I'm just saying like... There's a lot of things, look at other things, like it might be a doorknob, it might be a lamp, you need to call a friend who knows how to deal with puzzles. Like let's just figure it out together. You kiss me right here, my whole body will shake. It's amazing. Kiss me right here, I will start crying. It's called dysphoria. Look it up. It's not good. It's, I'm like, 
We need it. I think for queer women, we need a new like we need a new hangy system because the hangy system doesn't work anymore, and it's for gay men anyway. There's not like I I realized recently that what it's no longer an indication if somebody is a lady who is also queer is if they have short hair. It turns out no longer a rule we can use. That's not. I I had a woman that I was hitting on for quite a while because she has short hair and a septum piercing. Thought she was playing along. Uh, it turns out she was straight. Uh, she says for now and. <laughs> And then six months later, we were talking to her again. We became friends and we're on like Snapchat chatting. Hey, I got my hair dyed. And she shows me her hair on Snapchat and she has dyed her hair the colors of the rainbow. That is not on me anymore. I told her, I'm like, look, you might not be gay, but you are at least doing gay cosplay. Right, thank you guys very much. I'm Maui Silverman. Thank you. So excited they're here. Uh, visiting us from Boston has been crushing this festival, but they're here for you right now. Give a warm welcome for the hilarious Katie McCarthy! Yeah. Hello, Portland! Hey, guys! My name is Katie. Uh, what's important to know about me? I, I went to 12 years of Catholic school. Uh, ooh, you laugh. <laughs> Let me tell you about a life-changing moment. In the middle of my fifth grade art class, I had this nun teacher. She just stops the lesson. She comes up to my desk and she says, Katie McCarthy, you have been called to become a nun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a really passive-aggressive way to tell a little girl that she's completely unfuckable. <laughs> Like, seriously, bitch, like, the only one who's gonna take me as a bride is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sister Mary, it is a good thing I'm into skinny guys with absentee dads. <laughs> I don't know, unfuckable, though, yeah. Sometimes a teacher sees something in you that you don't. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking this is my theory. It's probably because I kind of look like if Peppermint Patty and Marcy from the Peanuts had their surrogate child. <laughs> no. I'm living that life. I think everything just began with like, hey, Charlie Brown, fill up that turkey baster. It's time to make a princess. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, there, there are people out there that want to hit it. Uh, <laughs> Popular at Greyhound stops, uh, 7-Eleven, uh, ooh, a lot of dick there. I think they're looking up at me like, I could go for a JV softball bitch. That's how they do it, right? That's how men do it. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was trying to explain cat calling though to my buddy Ryan, uh, and he was like, I wish random people on the street would compliment me. And I was like, I wish I wasn't <clears throat> the most talked about girl at this 24-hour McDonald's. Sir, you can't get this ass off the dollar menu. Mmm, ketchup. Mmm. 
mustard, mmm, sweet relish. <laughs> you like my body? Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I don't know. I tried to explain why catcalling is annoying. I was like, buddy, you have to think about cat colors the way you think about canvassers. Like the little people who stop you on the street, like, oh, do you have a moment for the environment? And you're like, no, buddy, I'm trying to get from point A to point Walgreens dumpster before it gets locked. <laughs> okay. Need some expired nicorettes, some broken candles. I'm trying to cast a spell. <laughs> The whole thing made me think it would be super great if cat collars were more like canvassers in one way. If you could spot them from across the street. Like if they all had little clipboards and like matching t-shirts, theirs might say, I don't know, like anal question mark. <laughs> that way you can pass them and you can be like, I'm oh, sorry, I already give. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, the canvassers are trying so hard. The world's terrible right now. I think that they could actually meet up with the cat colors, get those attention-grabbing tips. Like, excuse me, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Because mm -hmm. the ozone layer is rapidly depleting. This <laughs> one, like, hey, you got a moment for Planned Parenthood? Cause I wanna fuck your raw dog. <laughs> Very progressive cat collar. Portland, jeez. Yeah, oh no. Uh, I'm, I'm from Boston, I'm specifically, I'm from a town north of Boston called Lynn, it's real shitty. It's like Mark Wahlberg's dream, you're like nuts, <laughs> shooting like fishmongers or whatever, like just terrible. Um, it's the kind of place that's so shitty it like necessitates a warning rhyme. Um, and ours starts out like, Lynn, Lynn, city of sin. Hmm, yeah, Sin City, like Vegas. But the only gamble you're gonna make there is if like whatever's dropped into your burger at the Linway Wendy's would make you fail a drug test. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> and the second part is uh, you never come out the way you came in. And uh, it's not like, oh, I'm not the same person from moment to moment. It's like, huh, never thought I'd watch a man stab a goose for acting too gay. <laughs> Um, I was thinking about Lynn. I was in uh, eastern Tennessee, and uh, uh, obviously I had to go to Dollywood. Love Dolly Parton. Spent $150 on a cab from Knoxville to Dollywood because I love Dolly Parton, and I hate money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Hate it. Uh, my, the Dollywood was so great. There was this little, my favorite ride there was this little choo-choo train that takes you around the park. You get uh, kind of scenes from Dolly's early life, like butter churns with like black lung or whatever. And um, <laughs> it made me think about Katie Wood. Katie is my name if we've already forgotten. Katie Wood, um, you know, it's not gonna be like a cute choo-choo, okay? It's gonna be a guy named Sully. It's gonna be a Camaro. He's gonna be like jamming in a screwdriver, fiddling with the fuses for that authentic stolen car experience. And uh, he's gonna start out the tour like, all right, over there on your right, you got Lynn Beach. Smells like the ocean just farted. <laughs> 
Over there, you got a methadone clinic made entirely out of roast beef. <laughs> All right, and there's the Linway Dunkin' Donuts. Used to be a children's hospital. Kimberly doesn't know that. Does anybody know the Heimlich Maneuver to dislodge a scratch ticket? <laughs> And over there, you got the, the Lynn Public Library. Lynn Public Library, yeah. Behind you, you'll see a 17-year-old Katie McCarthy uh, huffing down Newport lights and uh, peeing on a copy of the Fountainhead. <laughs> that bold anti-capitalist stance is how she became the part-time dog walker she is today. <laughs> All right, Portland, I love y'all. I'm Katie McCarthy. Katie McCarthy, ladies and gentlemen! I tried, I tried. <laughs> There's a small alleyway and I'll wait for people to walk down it before bringing more people up the other way. Getting weird tonight. <laughs> Sunday's forever. Awesome. I'm like, this is the thing. I curate that and then I come here and I lose the room every single time I'm on stage. Never fucking fails, mom! Okay. <laughs> Round of applause for Katie McCarthy, ladies and gentlemen. Keep that going for your next comic. Come to stage. Asking on Comedy Central. So excited that they're here. Heather Morelli, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, everybody's been like so fucking funny. Give it up for them. Give it up for everybody. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing about me. I host an AA meeting in my in my pussy. And um, is this relatable? You know what I'm talking about? Any of the ladies in here date alcoholics ever? Wow, a lot of us in here. Great. I'm in good company. Uh, yeah, I actually recently got dumped by a guy who uh, rides a bike. Uh, not because he cares about the environment or is an avid outdoorsman, but it's because he has not one, not two, but three DUIs, guys. Uh, <laughs> when we first started dating, I actually Googled, is it a red flag when your boyfriend has three DUIs? And Yahoo Answer said yes. Reddit said yes. <laughs> And a website called Date Zone also said yes. So everything's going well. I'm in therapy right now trying to figure out how to not date alcoholics. Um, I have a little bit of a problem, though, because my uh, there's another man in my life who had three DUIs. I'm, don't guess who it is. I'm going to tell you. Uh, my father. Uh, my father had three DUIs. So there's a connection. Uh <laughs> Yeah, my therapist told me I just need to break patterns, that there's a couple of traits I need to look out for. Uh, one trait that all alcoholics have is that they're extremely self-centered. Oh my, <laughs> what a turn on. You know what I'm talking about? A selfish man. Love it. Do you hear that, guys? I hear it. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. That's the call of the fuck boy in the wild. Uh, 
It's everywhere in America these days. You can't get away from it. Uh, another thing about alcoholics, another trait they have, they are hypersensitive to criticism. They can't handle it. My last boyfriend, he uh, moisturizes a lot, you know, because he's also in the biz like me, but obviously I'm massively successful and he isn't. So um, <laughs> he, he was putting on his moisturizer one day, you know, and he was being kind of like rough with it, like kind of like, you know, violent circles. And I said, you know, you, you should do it more gentle and like an upward stroking motion. And he said, um, excuse me, I think I'm doing better at this than you are. And guys, I was so wet when he said that. Um, what I'm saying is that my uh, brain is broken. So trying to get that fixed. <laughs> I, uh, I told my therapist that I feel like I'm too reliant on using uh, crystals for dousing. Does anybody in here do that? Does anybody have a crystal pendulum that they use for dousing and you ask it questions? One person I heard clap. We're gonna get together and talk about dousing later. But uh, I told my therapist I did this too much and she was like, oh, I, I use one too. And I was like, okay, this isn't gonna work. Uh, I'm, I am my own therapist, basically. Uh, I work in an office, is that relatable? Okay, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I work in an office with a bunch of people who um, you know, love their jobs. <laughs> what is that about? These losers who love their jobs. Um, yeah, I, I work with a lot of people who are like really obsessed with food. Uh, food is a huge thing in the office. Uh, you know, when there's a cake, there's always that one person who's way too excited <laughs> that there's a cake. Like they've never heard of it. I'm like, did you hear about this? There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a cake today. <laughs> Have you tasted this? They send out that email, you know, with the subject line cake. They put, a, they put a picture of a cake they found on Google Images, some sheet cake bullshit you don't want to eat. <laughs> and <laughs> the person at the office who's like the most obsessed with food, it's this old man named Curtis. That's his real name, I'm never changing it, I don't care. Um, I hate Curtis so much, like whenever there's like cake or any type of food, he immediately like jumps up from his desk. Like this is a frail older man, but he like becomes the Hulk when there's food. He's just knocking into people, stampeding them. Cake is the number one cause of stampede deaths in offices, by the way. I. <laughs> that's statistically factual. Uh, they also started this thing in my office called Snack O'Clock. Uh, which is a 3 p.m. snack time for adults. And <laughs> they, you know, they give us all these things that we're not supposed to be eating, you know, like Doritos, Fritos, Cheetos, all the Eatos, you know, nitrates and preservatives, things we, we shouldn't be eating as adults. And I, I'm that person who complained. I was like, um, can we get some, can we get some crudite in here? And <laughs> I'm that person, and the, the HR lady was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, she didn't, I'm working with animals. We don't even know what crudite is. This is my cross to bear. Um, <laughs> I had an ex-boyfriend recently uh, text me a screenshot of his credit score. You know? <laughs> Just to remind me that he's human garbage. Uh, not like I could have forgotten. Uh, his name wasn't even a real name. His name is a verb. Um, 
a thing you do with your body. I'm gonna act it out, and some. And once you get it, just just shout it out, okay? That's right. Um, <laughs> I I allowed a human man named Sway. inside of me um, thousands of times and in every hole and I <laughs> so fucking dumb um, yeah but when he sent uh, this like screenshot of his credit score he sent a little text along with it he was like uh, yo girl numbers don't lie and uh, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting coming from a guy who uh, lies about his age. Um, he does lie about his age. I live in LA, so that's pretty common. But uh, he told me he was 28 when we first started going out. I was 26 at the time. I was like, oh, this is normal. Um, and then I later found out he was 35, you know, which is fine. You could be 35 and be inside me. Like, I just, I need to know who you are. Who are you? But one night after coitus, I... Um, <laughs> I rolled over on his bed, and he's one of those people who keeps all of their old concert tickets on the wall, <laughs> the bedroom. So he had a he had a ticket stub to Radiohead um, from 1999, uh, pre 9/11 Radiohead, and he, <laughs> which means he would have been. 11 years old, like in Radiohead. Doesn't make sense. You need to be real sad to understand their music. Like you need to have life happen. You need to be in your 20s to get Radiohead. It took me that long. But so I um, I asked him, I was like, how old are you really? And, and he said, how old do you think I am from the way that I sex you up? <laughs> and I said, somewhere between 55 and 75 years old. That's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, I've been Heather Marulli. Thank you so much. Hey. You sound like an idiot when you do that. Um. Oh, you sound really <laughs> smart now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Adam Posse. I'm Alex Rios. And we want you to listen to our new podcast called Chumba. And Wamba. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hate the name still. Uh, in spite of the fact that it's the dumbest named podcast in the world and it's not all at all about the 90s band yet. it's it's me and Rios two Portland comedians two very close friends uh, giving each other shit mostly talking about the week that we've had and maybe the week to come and just whatever we feel like and it's a good time we hope you check it out now please get back we'll be on the River City Podcast Federation dot com network Get back to whichever one of those podcasts from that fantastic network you are listening to. Hopefully it's not Room of Retirement because Caitlin Weyerhaeuser is a poop butt. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Podcast producer Randall Lawrence here to let you know that this episode of Control Yourself is going to be brought to you by Loot Crate. Are you a fucking nerd? Do you like getting nerd shit in the mail every month? If you do, Loot Crate is the perfect thing for you because they deliver the best collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear straight to your door, just like Comic-Con in a motherfucking box. And if you go to trylootcrate.com forward slash control and enter bridge10 as a promo code, well, you're going to get 10% off your subscription. 10% off by going to trylootcrate.com forward slash control. Enter code bridge10, 10% off. What sounds better? fucking nothing back to the show
ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Hi, Portland. Um, I'm visiting from Los Angeles, and before you form any negative opinion of me based on that fact alone, let me quickly uh, right the ship by letting you know that I was born and raised in New Jersey. Oh! Yes, home of the Holy Trinity, Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, and the Whitney. Sopranos. Oh, and Whitney Houston, bless her heart. Um, yeah, so I've been in Portland for a few days now. It's my first time uh, spending any length of time here, and I was going to a, rent a car, but I uh, decided not to since uh, uh, from living in Los Angeles a long time, I've developed road rage. And I thought I'd spare you my wrath. And the road rage I have is severe, it's chronic. Just from the minute I get behind the wheel, I'm overcome, I'm blowing on the horn, making lewd gestures, yelling, everything. Sometimes nothing's even going on and I'm having that reaction. I could be the only car on an abandoned freeway and I'd still find a reason to be upset. Where is everybody? Ah. The other day, I yelled at a senior citizen because he wasn't driving fast enough. And I screamed, get out of my way, old man, or I'll fist fuck you till your eyes bleed. <laughs> Who talks like that? I mean, look at me, I look like a lawyer. Or a, or a teacher, or somebody's mom. I mean, not a nurturing mom, okay? I mean, I'm nice, but I'm not that nice. If they were to cast me in a TV commercial, I would not be the mom going, oh, honey, do you have a boo-boo? Come here, let's put a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> no. I'd be the mom looking at the kid going, it's only a little blood, Johnny. You're not dying. Get in the car. Mama's got a ride. And then I'd be gunning it through the neighborhood in my Subaru Outback. And I'd be wearing an outfit from the Massimo collection at Target. And it may or may not be this. And I am, I am coming precipitously close to crossing over and having to buy from the Morona collection. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's the older ladies' clothes at Target, okay? So I'm just hanging on to youth by a thread here. Um, I'm really happy to be back on stage. I'd taken a break from comedy. I'd been very, very busy having a midlife crisis. And for those of you who've never had one, I'll tell you right now, time-consuming unbelievably time-consuming. You know, and I wish I could say I was doing stereotypical things like buying age-inappropriate clothing and getting Botox and fucking 25-year-old guys, but <laughs> no, mostly I drank wine out of a box, laid on the sofa, and watched episodes of Chopped Junior. <laughs> Not even adult Chopped, where it's professional chefs competing against each other. These are kids. They're 11 and 12 years old, and they open up their mystery basket, and they've got cod and black olives and almond butter and peppermint sticks and they've got 30 minutes to make an appetizer and they do it and they're good and they, and they all play chess and musical instruments and they want to be astronauts. Fuck those kids. I did climb uh, not all the way out of the abyss, I just I rose up a little bit long enough to um, get on Tinder, because that seemed like a real good idea. Oh yeah, let me tell you how this played out. Um, not well. I uh, set my parameters as such, 30 mile radius from my house, 10 years older, 10 years younger, because I'm athletic. 
And in three weeks, I scrolled through everyone. Literally everybody in that demographic to the point where Tinder sent me a message and said, sorry, Sarah, no more, no more matches in your area. This is what I got out of it. One date, one offer for phone sex, and 35 people who want me to follow them on Instagram. <laughs> and the guy who wanted phone sex, his profile picture was a pencil drawing of a naked lady riding a lion. <laughs> and I right swiped it. Why? <laughs> Two words, Pinot Grigio. <laughs> And the guy that I went on the date with, that turned out to be a mistake as well. From the minute I saw him, I knew he was uh, older, heavier, and entirely more Turkish than I was led to believe. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll give this an hour. Clearly fodder for comedy. Um, so he'd ask me questions about myself. I'd answer him, he'd go, okay, okay. I'd ask him questions about himself and his life and he'd give me these vague, circuitous answers that didn't make any sense. And this went on for 45 minutes. We get to the end of this date that he thought went well and he says to me, I want second date. I take you to Santa Barbara, we taste wine. I take you in a hot air balloon. First date coffee, second date hot air balloon. We're skipping some steps in there. Like lunch, a movie, him telling me his last name. And what's with men thinking that all women want to go in a hot air balloon? You know, has he watched one too many episodes of The Bachelor? Did a friend come over and say, dude, take her in a hot air balloon, it's a done deal. Does he think all women are sitting around going, oh my God, I was totally on the fence about him and the relationship, but then he took me in a hot air balloon and wow, what a game changer. Do I look like I want to go in a fucking balloon? I politely declined. I said, there's no chemistry, we're not a match, but thank you for your time and I wish you all the best in your search. And I got up and started to walk away and I heard him yell, chemistry is a bunch of bullshit. Why can't we just make chemistry? Well, sir, that would be like trying to start a fire with a wet log and no matches. And he goes, you could dry off that log. So we've been dating about a month now. been going great still don't know his last name but I once dated a Japanese guy that went well until we had sex and then he'd either mumble stuff in Japanese which it's not a seductive language he'd be like oh, or he'd be completely silent and then it was like I got fucked by a ninja I uh, walked around, I've been walking around a lot since I've been here, I've been uh, seeing the sights. And I went, <laughs> which included the Lloyd Center. I don't know why, okay, I don't know why. Um, you got a nice Safeway down there, I can tell you that, it's a good store. Um, and as I was passing by that general vicinity, the general area, I walked past a homeless man. Um, who I would swear to you said to me the following, tickle your ass with a feather. I said, excuse me, what? And he goes, particularly nice weather. He was totally fucking with me. It's so brilliant, right? He's a genius. 
You know, you're gonna stay there all day. How boring. Got a dollar spare, some change, got any money? No, you gotta mix it up, amuse yourself. Yeah. Somebody comes by and you say, I wanna fart in your hair. What? Shopping carts are over there. That's my time, I'm Sarah Burroughs, thank you. This next comic coming to the stage. So excited that they're here. Uh, maybe you've seen them on uh, Laughs TV. Here for you right now. You guys give a round of applause for the very hilarious Jen Saunderson. Hey, everybody. I'm originally from the Northwest. I live in Los Angeles now. I know. Ew, why? <laughs> And it's hard out there, because all my friends back home are like, Jen, what's your goal in L.A.? What's your L.A. goal? What do you want to do in L.A.? What's your L.A. goal? Like, for my thighs not to touch. <laughs> Pretty sure the same goal I had back home. <laughs> my legs are getting pretty buff, though. Pretty firm. I've been working out. Yeah! They can be best described as Danny DeVito arms. Like, oh! Like, why? What do you want to hit that? So sexy. I only have one fitness goal. Like, I'm just going to hit that goal, and then I'm done. Just, I'm done. And that's to be able to cross my legs without using my arms. It's like, it's my goal. I'm excited. I was trying to lose weight, trying to look the best I could. I got married recently, which was fun, because I got to live out every little girl's fantasy, and that was to have a bridal registry. <laughs> and it was just a link to my student loans. <laughs> it's it beautiful. I'm still in debt. <laughs> it's fun. I uh, changed my name recently. Uh, did that on International Woman's Day which is frowned upon. <laughs> Unless your maiden name is Seaman, and mine was. <laughs> They're like, that's basically the seat of the patriarchy. You get a pass. I'm like, thank you. Oh, that's fun. Sometimes I miss being single, but I don't miss the crap that single ladies get. Like, I hate the term, the walk of shame. I hate the walk of shame, because we all know the only walk of shame is when you see somebody walking a bike uphill instead of riding it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Holy walk of shame. <laughs> it's a visual. Thank you, podcast. <laughs> what? Yeah, I used to date amazing guys, like I dated a guy who could make a five-course meal from scratch, another guy who could fix a Volkswagen bug by hand, like none of them knew how many holes a vagina has, you know, just a real guy's guy. <laughs> it's wonderful. I had ridiculously high standards, too, you guys. Like, I wanted a guy who would give me flowers, but only those flowers gave me firepower and the ability to kill Bowser. <laughs> I knew what I want. I, I do like being married because my mom doesn't call me anymore, asking me when I'm going to meet the right guy, make love, have babies, because I hate the term making love, because that sounds like something I'm going to do with construction paper and glitter. <laughs> and construction paper and glitter does not a baby make unless you're a construction worker and a stripper named Glitter. It's the only recipe for that. She's cute, though, my mom. She's starting to shrink with age. She's just shrinking, getting red in the face with anger and little black liver spots. 
So she's just shrinking red, black liver spots. And I think that's how ladybugs are made. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's their origin story. I love my mom. I have not been talking to my dad much because he did vote for Trump, which is disgusting. Yeah. And he did it because he was worried about terrorists in the, lar in the 19th largest city in Washington state. <laughs> Thought that was a target. You can't be a target if you don't have a target. <laughs> what are the terrorists gonna be like? Oh, I hear they have a really good creek. What are you gonna do? Oh. He decided to go find himself a gun. He wanted to buy a gun, but he couldn't because he has domestic abuse charges. <laughs> so who's a terrorist now, Dad? <laughs> I said all that on Facebook. <laughs> and that's how Christmas got canceled. His wife did message me on Facebook. Let's get it all on the record. She's like, you're killing your father. You're killing your dad with all this anti-Trump rhetoric. You're killing your dad. I'm like, I'm killing dad? Your wife number five. Pretty sure it's not me and my opinion, Karen, with two R's. I was really excited this weekend because it was uh, Friday the 13th and I love horror movies, you guys. I love horror movies so much. You guys love horror movies? Yeah, I love horror movies. I love them. Like, uh, my favorite horror movie is Children of the Corn. It's my favorite horror movie. One person in the back. I love Children of the Corn. That movie where all the kids grow, that all the kids don't have to grow up, work in a cubicle, work a nine to five job, listen to some bitch named Brenda tell them if they don't hit quota, it's their ass. I love horror movies. That's what I'm telling you. Like, did everybody see It this summer? That movie, It? Yeah, I loved It. About the little boys who are afraid of a clown that can embody all their fears, and one little girl who's like, you know what? Fuck clowns. I deal with the patriarchy every day, stab you in the face. <laughs> it's wonderful. So much fun. I love the trope in horror movies. Like, there's always one girl telling everybody in the town that there's a mean guy after them, and they're always like, Freddy doesn't exist. Jason doesn't exist. Harvey Weinstein doesn't exist. <laughs> I live in LA and all the like creepy predator guys are coming out of the woodwork now, you know, we're finding out. It's good, it's good, we need to know that stuff. But it's always met with the same thing, like people just go, you need to separate the art from the artist. You need to separate the art from the artist. You need to separate the art from the art. <laughs> when they find out that their heroes are monsters, <laughs> that doesn't work in any other profession. You don't go into a boardroom and somebody goes, yeah, you know what, George murdered all those women, but he brought in the Peterson account. <laughs> and that means something here. So work anywhere else. Uh, I love traveling so much. I went to Phoenix recently and I saw, I know, I like traveling. You don't judge me. <laughs> Doesn't matter where it is. I get out of LA, I'm fine. <laughs> I saw a truck. And it had an Obama sticker, so I got really excited. I was going to drive up. I was like, me too, buddy. And it, it turned out to be an anti-Obama sticker next to a pro-Trump sticker next to a system of a down sticker. 
I was like, you don't get both those things. You need to choose a side. And for once, I'm like, go new metal. This is crazy. <laughs> guys are fun. I love acclimating to LA, kind of finding my tribe. And I hung out with a bunch of ladies, and they're like, let's go look at crystals. Let's go look at crystals for their healing power. Let's go look at crystals. I was like, okay, I'll go look at rocks with you. And I got the rocks that I assume would look the nicest next to a vision board, because let's be honest, a vision board is basically like a teenager's ransom note to God. <laughs> and I went up to the clerk who was dressed all in robes, burning incense. And I said the most LA thing I've ever said in my life. I just looked at him and said, I'd love to burn incense, but my cat has asthma. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, I'm Tim Saunderson. doesn't know how dicks work. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> you guys, you having a great time? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, we got three more comics on this rock flop. Bill, are you in this to win this? Yeah. Hell yeah. Love you. Don't forget about that. And, okay, this next comic coming at subliminal messaging. Do you see how good at marketing I am? God damn it, Joanne, why did you do that? Okay, so, <laughs> this next comic coming to stage. So excited that they're here. Legitimately, I keep saying every intro feels like the same one because I just care about all of his comics so much. And they're so very funny. Crushing at this festival. Here for you right now. Give a warm welcome all the way from North Carolina, Lauren Faber! <laughs> Alright, what's up, Portland? Definitely an upgrade for me. Uh, let's get down to it. Apparently this is ambiguous, so let me just tell you, I uh, date women. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Um, I also identify as a woman, which I realize is less obvious <laughs> than the last thing I said. Uh, I get called sir all the time, um, and that's fine. The other person usually just gets like really embarrassed, and I feel bad. I'm like, no, it's not your fault. Like, I did this on purpose. This is, <laughs> this is what I asked for at the barber. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the only time I don't love being mistaken for a man is in a women's restroom uh, in the state of North Carolina. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> following that that got a little dicey for a while there um i was actually i was in a bathroom once and i was holding the stall door shut for my friend because like the lock was broken and this girl walked in and saw me and was like oh, what? no <laughs> and she was like oh are you supervising and i was like what <laughs> like you could hear the gears grinding in her head like men aren't supposed to be in here but they are supposed to exercise authority over all areas of my life, so. As long as that's what you're doing. And I was like. Don't you worry your pretty little head there. Because uh, I'm uh, super good at confrontation, real good at that. Uh, 
Have you guys heard of like fight or flight, right? The idea that we've evolved over millions of years to be able to make a split second <coughs> choice, to attack a threat or run away from it. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, it's, uh, it, it's kind of an old theory, and I don't know if you guys heard about this in the news recently, but they um, started letting women do science. <laughs> so exciting. Um, and I guess those gals got their hand on that old standby, and they added, uh, they added freeze and do favors. That's just a fact, I thought you'd like that. Um, it's now a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So, got options, ladies love options. Uh, I'm a freezer myself, I like to freeze. Uh, especially when I get tricked into a threesome with a straight couple, all right, that's the worst. <laughs> If I had a nickel, you guys, uh, I would have a dime, because it has happened two times. <laughs> so far. Um, <sighs> the first time it happened, I was, in, I was in Cincinnati, so that's on me a little bit, right? Like, what did I, what did I think was gonna happen there? Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was there for school. I wasn't, really, I wasn't really connecting with folks there. I was a little bit lonely, but I was making an effort. So I was out at a bar, talking to a gal. She was pretty cute uh, in, a, in a very tattooed and pierced kind of way, which is fine, Portland. Um, <laughs> it's just not really my thing, because despite being a huge lesbian, I have all the pearl-clutching sensibilities of a 1950s housewife, and I wasn't sure if I approved of that. Uh, <laughs> Very concerned with other people being ladylike, apparently. Uh, lesbian misogynist, you don't see that a lot. There you go, in the wild. Uh, but I was like, I'm so lonely. Um, we're gonna keep doing this. Uh, but then she revealed that she and the guy friend that she was at this bar with were both graduates of clown college. I was not aware it was a thing. It's in Florida, which makes a lot of sense has a ring of truth to it. Um, so I was like, all right, strike two, m'lady. Uh, and then she revealed that her major at Clown College was contortionism. So that was happening, obviously. Oh my God. You don't throw a gift like that back without consequences. I'm doing this. Uh, so I got in the dude guy's truck, and we drove about uh, 30 minutes. We crossed a river. Some of you know that means we had entered the great state of Kentucky, and uh, that was when shit got real for me. <laughs> There's not a lot that can sober a queer up faster than a surprise arrival in Kentucky. I instantly <laughs> had all my faculties restored to me, and what went through my head in that moment was like the headline that I imagined might result from this encounter, which was, uh, Cincinnati grad student found dismembered in basement of Kentucky Clown Duo. <laughs> and like, honestly, I was more embarrassed than I was afraid. I was like, they can murder me all they want, but they better dismember me real good because no one can know I went out like this. Just let it be a mystery. Uh, <laughs> But I'm not a quitter, so I was in bed with the gal. And uh, I was like, yo, she wasn't kidding about that flexibility stuff. Like, her foot on my back feels so articulate. It's like a, it's like, if you can imagine, it's like a third hand. Uh, it was a third hand. It was definitely a third hand. Um, 
player three had entered the game, dude was in the bed, and uh... <laughs> in that moment, as millions of years of evolution kicked in, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Tended to fall asleep, and I uh, committed to the bit, and that's why it worked, you know? Um, yeah, threesome averted. That's a tip you guys can use if you're ever in that situation. Uh, I should tell you, it works about uh, half the time. In my personal experience, uh, it happened again just a few months ago. Uh, I was out, it was this guy's like going away thing at a bar and, uh, and his boss and the boss's wife were there and she pulled me aside, but like not very far aside and was like, hey, do you want to have sex with me? And I was like, whoa. He's <laughs> 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 a husband's right there. And she's like, no, it's like, you know, it's super cool. Like it, it would just be the two of us. He's, he's into it. And I was like, uh-huh, just the two of us. Ma'am, this is not my first time to the circus, okay? <laughs> I've seen this one, and I don't care much for it. Uh, and then she reached up, and in this very like tenderly maternal way, kind of like fixed my hair, and I was like, shit, okay. <sighs> so I got into their Uber for about 45 minutes, and um, exactly what you think happened. There's no twist in this story. I'm in bed with the gal. Dude tries to sneak in like I'm not going to notice. Trust me, I'm gonna notice, all right? I am very sensitive to non-zero quantities of dicks, all right? I keep track of them. I know where they are. Boom, you're not sneaking up on me with a dick, uh-uh. You don't keep a gold star 32 years with a sloppy dick count, all right? I'm on top of it. Uh, so I was like, I know what to do in this situation, and I just... <laughs> But uh, it didn't work quite as well this time because they just carried on without me right next to me. And I was like, I was joking. I am very much awake. You guys have a great one. This was nice. You can keep the jacket. Um, and I went out on the porch and very drunkenly accidentally ordered an Uber XL. Ugh. Which worked out because I needed the extra room for my tears and my shame, so that was fine. Um, it was like $65. It was a very expensive, very expensive lesson. But like I learned some valuable things about myself. Um, my mom has this book called Why Your Kid Is Gay and How It's Your Fault. And uh, <laughs> the page that she marked with the paperclip says that all this is because she didn't love me enough as a child, which is politically problematic, sad, and definitely true. Oh my God. That is for sure what did it, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> so uh, moral of this story is, ladies out there, if you want some of this, apparently all you have to do is anything remotely maternal towards me. Just uh, like wipe schmutz off my face or tell me I'm a disappointment. And we're going home tonight. My name is Lauren Faber. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. told me she was my only sex talk was just well Joanne just pee after sex because you flush the babies out 
Did someone just fucking awe me? She said, yeah, as she walked away. <laughs> All down the hallway. Oh my God, I, why am I here? I don't even know, why am I talking? You guys, two more, two more acts on this rock block. Hell yes. This next, can I say do well? I'm doing it, you guys. This next act coming to the stage, so very fucking funny. Um, hailing from the Midwest, which is my favorite talking point of all time, if anyone knows me, fucking love the Midwest. Currently reside in LA, have an amazing, amazing variety show called Entertaining Julia. If you're ever down there, fucking check it out. But they're here for you right now. Give a round of applause for the hilarious Potter Bra Sisters! <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! Hi, what a fun show! What's up, Portland? You guys cool? You feeling good? You stoned? You groovy? You uh, drinking brews? Cool! Give it up for the show! Give it up! Give it up for all Jane. If you want to know what it's like to be in an all-female fest, don't worry, we are all synced up on our periods together. Of course. Uh, in the green room, it's just a bunch of girls being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm in the no, way. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Are you okay? I'm sorry. Is it okay? Do you I'm need sorry. anything? No, I'm Are you doing okay? Do you want anything? Do you need me to get you anything? Is everybody all right? Honestly on me. I'm sorry. My dad's bad, too. It's my fault, too. And I too. also have a yeah. bad dad. No. And I also I, have a bad dad. I mean, show me a female comic without daddy issues. I'll show you a male comic with sheets on his bed. You know? Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 hey. I mean, uh, is it really a futon if a male comic hasn't slept on it? Right. <laughs> if there's not a set list with a little bit of a goopy, just a hot <laughs> load on there, is it a set list, you know? Um, this is my real life sister. Her mom knows my dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she decided to dress up like uh, the community theater production of My Cousin Vinny for you guys tonight. <laughs> You. And she thank is you. playing Vinny, so... Thank you. It's good. I feel like you look like the saddest woman that owns a candle store. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I put crystals in all of my candles, guys. I have no idea what the string on my shirt is for. Uh, I, I assume feel... it's just for doing this when I feel bad. Uh, which I'm a woman, so it's all the time. <laughs> okay. I kind of feel like my sweater says, like, I'm in the mafia, but, like, not the popular one, like the Serbian mafia. Ah. Ah, okay. You know? Like, you want some fucking turnips? I'll give you some fucking turnips. It's <laughs> my new look. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's up? What are we going to talk about? What I do you want to talk about? I think we should just say it. We have been a lot of, part of a lot of really popular... Women's festivals. Oh, we're That's what bragging. I was trying to say. Yeah, we're I'm trying to brag. I'm trying to brag, not trying to Guys, brag over here. Uh, I'm not trying to brag, but um, yeah, we have been a part of female showcases called That Show of the Month. True. Real That's life real. show. That's not a jest. That's not a joke. That's uh, real. We recently got to do a all-female uh, tour called Cunt for Red October. Right. And um, that I'm really excited about. We were also part of the show down at the Boners Comedy Club in Fort Lauderdale uh, called Susan B. Shopping. So, yeah, that was fun. 
And I feel like now's a good time for us to just spitball maybe um, our Halloween costumes. Oh, okay. What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking we should tell everybody that we are women. Oh, that's what you want to be for Halloween as a woman? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to talk about Halloween costumes. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, Sometimes we, when you have two mics and two different brains, you want to talk about different things, but then there's you guys are there. Well, uh, if we tell them we're women, we, they might not listen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, guys, calm down. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We are women. We're going to come out and say it. Um, if you know anything about stand-up comedy, you know it's a, a woman's, woman's game. game. And... <laughs> Sometimes we let these guys up here to try it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it is cute to see what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, and sometimes I'm just like, okay, guys, can you um, get in the kitchen? Because the women are talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not, also, I'm not talking shit about male comics. I've let a lot of them inside me. Sure. It's kind of like a catch and release program where you catch them and then you release them back out into the wild and you're like, don't do that to other women. <laughs> you know. So, like I was saying, I think, um, I was thinking I could be something like fun, but then also something flirty, you right. know? Like, like sexy. Yeah, like I was thinking it could be like for Halloween, like uh, a ladybug, but like a sexy ladybug. Oh, like a cat, but like a meow, dirty one. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I could be like uh, a third shift manager at CVS, but like a slutty third shift manager at CVS. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, see, I was thinking I wanted to go as something kind of feminist. Yeah. So I'm going to go as like a slutty Sylvia Plath. Ooh. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just going to wear like an oven on my head, but then nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be sad, so yeah, of course of I course. will get late. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what is up with you, though? You know, I'm I feel mean, like we live together. We're doing this, but I don't feel like we ever really get a chance to catch up. I know. Sup with you. Sup. Sup with, with you. you. Well, my boyfriend, if that is his real name, um, <laughs> broke up with me. And I realized I might have a little bit of a red flag fetish. Um, Because if anybody has like a drug or alcohol problem that I could pay for, I get very wet, you know? And that is spooky. Like my ex-ex-boyfriend looked like Splinter and he was a heroin addict. And my ex-boyfriend looked like Splinter's accountant and he was a coke addict. And so now I think I'm finally all the way gay. Um, Just over the term bisexual. I think a bisexual girl is just a girl named Ashley who takes a lot of Instagrams who's like, I mean, I would eat pussy if Brad was around, but I don't want to touch it. (laughs) So I prefer the term gender neutral pussy. Um, Everybody's welcome in this bathroom. Yeah, and that right. Just <laughs> right, it's kind of like, right. it's like the Olive Garden. You know what they say, um, when you're here, you're, you're fucking, fucking my sister. sister. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> All you can eat salad and breadsticks. Uh, I'm not trying to brag, but mm-hmm. I had a man inside me a couple months ago. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and it turns out you can still have incredibly unsatisfying sex in your 30s, guys. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Black. You ever just have a man 
just right on inside you. Uh-huh. You're thinking about your errands. Sure. Thinking about what you got to do, what you got to do S- with your day. Some old e- emails I got to eliminate. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was, if I could describe it, it was as satisfying as watching the movie Air Bud. Mm. You know, mm. I was laying there, man inside me, mm. and then I kind of felt like I was just like, oh, that dog really is playing basketball up there, isn't he? <laughs> I also have a theory. I really do truthfully think that no matter what, like when you look the hottest, you're not going to get laid. True. When you're trying, won't happen. But the moment you slip on your seventh grade period underwear, you're going home with the hottest dude at the bar. Mm-hmm. You're always like, you're in a band? Cool. I have my Tweety Bird bloodies on. <laughs> Egats. Egats. Uh, and if you're not laughing, it's because... You are currently wearing Tweety Bird bloodies. You yeah. know what I mean? So and get on the Tweety Bird bloodies and you're going to get laid tonight. Um, we don't have an album, but we are going to be selling signed Tweety Bird bloodies <laughs> in the back after the show. So women's rights. Um, oh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Speaking of women's rights, I feel like we should talk about something else that's affecting the nation. Okay. And it's these damn sexy Snapchat deer filters. Okay? Can we stop? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Like, why would you want to be a powerful lady when you could be like, whoa, crazy, I'm a deer. Mm. Yeah, like, why want to have, like, a strong voice as a woman when you could be like, ooh, a slutty little mouse that's been bad and wants to get a fuck. Mm. You know, like, why be, like, a woman with, like, a mind and a voice and control when you could be like, ooh, just a fuck mouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the name of our new album is Fuck Mouse. Fuck Mouse. Um, <laughs> and it's just us with different Snapchat filters on trying to get fucked. Uh, yeah. Uh, we do live in L.A. now, so I feel like I've turned really L.A., and that means I'm going to pitch some shows to you guys. Sure. I feel like there's a lot of networks here, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of industry. Yeah. Um, I feel like some people work for Postmates, so if you guys can... Yeah. Feel, yeah. I'm thinking what's real, of course, reality TV. Sure. Right? So have you seen Toddlers and Tierras where the spooky moms kick off, you know, their little girls on stage and hose them off in bronzer? I'm thinking, we're thinking... We're thinking. Baby tightrope walkers. Okay. Okay? That's where we take a bunch of babies, throw them on tightropes, and sort of... Hope hope for for the the best. best. (laughs) It's a short short show. And then we thought, and I, then thought I thought, she thought, while we we're thought, pitching, while we're pitching, of course, we thought to work with our muse, the feminist poet Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. And <laughs> Give me something I can muse. Right. So we're going to have a new show coming out in the fall. Yeah. It's called The Tear Factor. It's where Joe Rogan goes to bars at last call and screams at drunk girls until they cry. So. Yeah. <laughs> Then he just covers them in scorpions. Yeah. So. And the last fun. thing we're thinking while we're here, and I'm thinking and I'm pitching, I think we should get out of TV. It's out of it. it just get it's out di- of it's it. It's dying. Get it's out. dying. Get out of TV. Right. Get into malls. Right. Okay. So. Love it. Get into malls. I love it. We're from the Midwest. We, you know, right. I love a place you can get your toes done, get a cell phone charger, and also just get a little ice cream. You know. I love a Spencer's gifts. I love Spencer's uh. But I'm thinking, so if you're like us, you have a tiny Italian dad. And we've always wondered, where, where does he, he get, get his suits? You know what I mean? Yeah. So and we were thinking maybe a store where a little guy could go into a store and come out feeling, feeling like, like a, a big, big man. guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
You know, we want a little guy to not have to feel like a little guy, to feel like a real big man. Yeah, so we're thinking the store is called Little, little Guy Suits. suits. And the jingle, which you're thinking about. What's the jingle? And I'm thinking it goes like this. Little guy suits, little guy suits. Where did you get your little suits, little guy? <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. We've been the Butterball Sisters. <laughs> Give it up for yourselves, Portland. Alberta Street Pup. Yeah. Yeah. First off, hey, first off, just hey, hey. First off, disclaimer: Is anyone here active on Tinder? Yeah, right here. Has anyone over this weekend matched with the comic from the All Jane Comedy Festival? <laughs> Act now or forever hold your peace. This bit didn't go anywhere. Okay. Um. <laughs> You guys ready for your headliner comic on this rock bar? This woman. Crushing puss, crushing dicks, crushing hearts. All around town. Be gone, sir. And, um. <laughs> crushing puss, crushing dicks, I'm out. 10, 15, 20, go, 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 go. And um, that was a really fun comment. I have to leave, this isn't about me anymore. You guys, this next final comic on this amazing bill, so excited that they're here. God damn it, uh, one, of the, one of the many and exciting comics on this uh, All Jane Comedy Festival, also one of the headliners, here for you right now. Lose your goddamn fucking minds for Steph Tolak! <laughs> Keep it going, Marjoanne. Get the hell out of here. Go. Know what I've been crushing all week? Cranberry juice, huge UTI. Who's with me? Anybody? Hot urethra, very warm down there. Very uncomfortable all weekend. Um, Joanne's a sweet lass. I've been staying with her this whole time. Very lovely woman, gave me a dress. Let me sleep in her bed every night. And then I left a fucking turd in her toilet and forgot to flush. What a pig. What a disgusting pig woman I am. Thanks for everything. Look at what I did. Look what I left for you. Smell it. It's been there for 14 hours. It looks like something else now. What did I eat? I don't know anymore. Cranberry juice. That's it. That's all I've had. I haven't been sober this long in months. This is me sober. Picture me drunk. Ooh. Open the windows. Let me out. Um... This is real, I just chipped my tooth an hour ago on a chickpea fry. I'm not kidding, I went to the bathroom, like what the fuck is that? I'm falling apart. I'm just, Portland's just taking pieces away from me, I'm sorry. You didn't want to hear my urethra on the second row, I apologize. When it's burning all the time, it's all you think about, you know what I mean? I can't get it out. Um, I'll do some jokes, sorry, I have to get that out. Very warm woman, I'm Canadian. Uh, I moved to LA, very hot all the time. The only way I cool off is I head down to the ocean and I just 
dip my lips in the water. Just a light, <laughs> light kiss of the sea, if you will. Like smooch of the salt water. Get a bit of salt in there, huh, ladies? Clean her out, feels good. I'll clean this out up now. No more, no more pee-pee jokes, no more lip jokes. I'm kidding, I can't. Um, got this fun ant haircut I'm trying to grow out. Not a fan of it right now. I look like Ryder Strong from the back, if you're fucking me. <laughs> boy meets world, more like boy meets woman. Who wants it? I'm like someone's creepy aunt. You boys want liquor? <laughs> Give me a kiss really close to the lips first. That'll take you down 7-Eleven. I'm bringing creepy ants back. Fuck the creepy uncles. They've had enough, right? You want to smoke? Come down to the basement. <laughs> Show you my collection of porcelain dolls. <laughs> hurt my neck on that last one. I'm very sick. I'm not well. Um, try to look younger. Tried wearing a choker necklace. Joanne was talking about it earlier. Literally choked. I barfed at a bar in the back corner. Real mess in the West Wing and uh, realized I got a very strong neck for a woman. Got a very thick neck for a gal. I have my father's neck, that's the problem. I got all the things a woman really wants from her dad. I got giant man feet, 10 and a half, don't look, just trust me. You looked right at them, you pervert. Got this really broad back. I can carry a lot of water through a village on this thing. If anybody's parched, can walk for miles. I'm built like an ox. And I got his areolas. I found that out this summer at the cottage. My like, God damn it, Dad, your tits look familiar. Oh, they're mine, that's why. Very round, very light, you'd be surprised. I don't know why I tell people that part. It's like weird and not even real. You'll, you'll see, I'm just gonna show you personally. Everybody else, close your eyes. You're so scared, you should be. Um, I have been tindering, I met him. Now, Joanne was trying to say that uh, we did a brunch show the other day and I matched with a guy on Tinder, I was talking and he creeped me out and I stopped talking to him and then he walked by me at brunch. I'm like, well, this is embarrassing. I'll tell you that right now. He's like, hi, I'm like, hi. And then I read his whole message out loud, it was great. Um, got a lot of super likes out here, three guys with blue hair. I'm doing really good out here in Portland, feeling really good about myself. Um, you, guys on, you guys online date? Some of you? Yeah. Thank you for one person. Yeah. And you're the only perverts in here, everybody else get out. We're gonna fuck now. <laughs> you want me or you want my aunt? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm grossed out by myself. I am. Here's a tip for online uh, dating. Don't swipe right to somebody wearing sunglasses in every photo. It means they have very bad eyes. Very small, very dry. Very close eyes. So I bring this guy to a show in Vancouver. Why well, bring him out? He sees his face, I'm like, oh, that's not the face I thought I was under. That's a Halloween mask underneath that thing. So we leave, this, we leave the show. I'm like, why am I doing this? Walk around Vancouver, literally 10 minutes into the date. We see a guy get hit by a car on a bike and go flying off. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, so we go over, pick the guy up. He's like, I lost my tooth. I'm like, I'll find it. I'm like, what? Like, why am I I'm like, oh, yeah, find them. very good at finding tooth. Find it, found it right away, blood everywhere. I'm like, I'm gonna go home, this is psychotic. Give the guy's tooth back. I'm like, thanks so much, whatever. I leave, I'm walking away. The guy's like, no, 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 just come back to my house and smoke a joint. I'm like, okay, magic, we're joint. Fine, let's do it. Um, so go back to his house, or what I'm gonna call a murder den right now. Um, 
He's like, follow me downstairs. Like, why am I following this troll to the basement right now, to my death? What is happening? Get in the basement, long corridor, 12 doors, padlocks on the inside and the out. I'm like, oh, I'm actually dying for real. This is happening. Get in his room, bed, middle of the room, not touching any wall at all. Every corner of his fitted sheet rolled up to reveal a blue mattress. I'm like, what year is it? They haven't made a blue mattress since 1902. What is happening right now? Pink wafer cookies all over the bed. I'm like, I hate this, it's disgusting. So we smoke a joint and start making out. Um, I'm not well, I told you, very sick, very ill woman. Three minutes into the makeout, fully clothed, standing up, he chokes me. I'm like, uh, wasn't expecting that. This is very alarming, I'm dying for real now. So I kind of panic and I um, choked him back. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys have ever choked a person before, but uh, turns out I really like choking. Um, so he's choking me, I'm like, oh, I'm getting fucking into this. Second hand's coming, I'm like, you damn motherfucker, am I gonna kill him in his own goddamn house? As I'm taking him down, I'm like, well, he's dying now, so one of us has to do it. So <laughs> as I'm taking him down, he's like trying to get his shirt off, like he's all excited, lifts up his shirt. I see, uh, I see something. I'm like, I don't, what's that, what's that about? Have you ever, his belly button <clears throat> looked like a clouded over fish's eye. Has anyone seen that before? I was like, oh, I don't care for that one bit. So I'm like, Ugh, making me a bit sick. I'm like, just keep choking and ignore it. But then he thought that was, it was dick time. I'm like, oh, it's not dick time. It's still choke time for sure. <laughs> don't even see the dick. Just smell it. Sniff. That's what a sniff is, smelling, yes. Start gagging. You know when you open a garbage can and close it quickly? I'm like, oh, no. You got slapped in the face with the smell of trash. So I'm like choking him and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm actually going to die right now. So I freak out, I start faking an anxiety attack. I'm like, this'll get me out of here. I'm like, I gotta go! I'm like running around this house like a fucking Muppet falling down a well. I'm like, why am I still here right now? Trying to leave so high, like putting my shoes back on his front door. I noticed that he has um, an Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah. When's the last time you played with one of those? So I'm high out of my mind, I'm like <laughs> I was trying to spell bye-bye stinky dick. Um, very hard to make a B on that thing. I'm not sure if you've ever tried. It's mostly squares. Oh, God. I just left with a big blob on it, and I left him a wet nap and said, wash your little dick, asshole, and then left. <laughs> Too gross. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Um, don't. Yeah. I, um, as soon as I moved to L.A., uh, I thought I was the fattest woman there because a the guy on Tinder told me I was. Uh, really nice guy. I love Tinder so much. Um, so I went on a bunch of bullshit diets. I went on the cabbage soup diet. Anybody heard of that before? Okay, good. Everyone's fit here, great. Um, it's portage this morning, what's happening? Cabbage soup diet, you would uh, make this bullshit cabbage soup, eat it whenever you want. So, so, so anytime you want, soup. Day three, breakfast soup. <laughs> Nobody wants breakfast soup, okay? <laughs> breakfast soup not going down the mouth hole, but day four. <laughs> day four is where they get you. Okay, guess what? You can have as many bananas as you want. I'm like, oh really, cabbage soup diet? Is this a dare? I ate 12 bananas in one day. I'm not kidding, I was starving. I ate two bunches of bananas to myself in 10 hours. I didn't shit for two fucking weeks. I gained 10 goddamn pounds on this diet. But when I did shit, 12 exact bananas came out of my asshole. Very clean wipes. Guys, I'm not leaving on that because you hated it. Because I'm the only one with an asshole in Portland. That's why. Okay. If you guys ever go to Toronto, here's a little tip. A little tippity toppity too. 
Don't go on a first date to Ripley's Aquarium. I'll tell you why. There's this really fun thing you can do where you can get on a scale and weigh yourself and see how much you'd be worth as a tuna. I'm not making this up. Google it, this is real. Why? That was a really fun game in the first date, but I did. Let Buddy Boy hop on the scale first. $600 for the tune. I'm like, ew. <laughs> oh my God, yuck. I'm gonna be 100, maybe. <laughs> really different on first dates. Um, so I saunter my huge European shoulders over to the scale. Hop on. $2,000 worth of tuna. No one wants to fuck $2,000 worth of tuna. I mean, it's a good haul, sure. <laughs> the fishermen are celebrating, oh yeah. I'm gonna feed a bunch of families. Nobody wants a big wet fish like, you come yet? I've never seen a fish before, guys. Thanks so much, bye. You made your hand. and gentlemen. That got awkward as it always does. Sunday's forever. Keep Portland weird. You guys really tightened up on like the tunage thing. Does no one fish here? You guys, no. did you have, shut up. Did you have a great time tonight? Round of applause for all the fucking comics that you saw this evening. Oh, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Um, from the bottom of our hearts, we do the show every